Welcome to Cut the Fluff, a space where we drop the small talk, peel back the curtains, and truly delve into what it is that makes us tick and what's keeping us up at night. You can expect honest, raw, and very vulnerable conversations. What's your story? What's your sign? It's like we're twin flames in a different life. Deep connection lights a spark. It's like you know me in the depths of my heart. We're dreamers. Welcome to another episode of Cut the Fluff. I don't know about you, but the last two years have left Annika and I feeling a little flat and uninspired. Annika and I explore our method for manifesting and rediscovering it post lockdowns. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's super playful. And as always, if you find it useful, hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. Hey folks and welcome back to another episode of Cut the Fluff. We're going to jump straight into this one as always. Annie, I lost hope. I lost hope during lockdowns and now I'm coming out through the other side realizing that throughout the entire experience of lockdown I struggled to connect with manifesting. It's something that I was doing on a constant basis, seeing things come to fruition and I feel just the repetitive nature of lockdowns and the unpredictable nature of it really had me lose hope as much as I hate to admit it. There was an element of just survival and survival instincts starting to kick in and I just had to pay attention to what was because we didn't know the way that things were going to evolve. And now I find myself in a bit of a predicament because I'm starting to get tired of my own bullshit as I had said to you earlier today I am very much aware of what I'm capable of you know that saying I don't want to die with the music still in me but I'm just seeing the patterns replay over and over again and I'm keen to discuss manifesting with you today and your process and when you've seen things come to fruition and how you've gone about it Ooh, juicy topic. Okay. I'm interested to unpack a bit of your history as well. So, because you're quite a good manifester, you've made a lot of stuff happen. You've managed to make going to the States happen on a dime and made that happen for yourself over there. And you generally are quite a snappy little manifester, whether you know it or not. And I think you're right. Like the last two years of lockdowns definitely like constricted that because what you had to play with the boundaries or the guardrails kind of shrunk. And so I think with that, your mindset kind of shrinks to what can I manifest within these new boundaries? And yeah, I think you're not the only one feeling that constriction that maybe the the guardrails have been blown off now, but like you're still stuck operating in that kind of like fish tank mentality, but now you're back in the ocean, but it's like, ah, how do I get, how do I get moving in this bigger pond now? How do I play there? I've forgotten. So I feel you, girl, because I definitely come up against that as well. And I know other people are struggling with that too, whether it's breaking free of things you had in place during lockdown or irrespective of lockdowns, you just had a certain identity about yourself and then you're trying to break free of that. It's hard to get going. So yeah, let's chat about it because manifesting has been around for so long. I think it has so many avenues to play out, like whether you go to the esoteric spiritual texts that talk about 
manifesting and connecting to source energy and how to make stuff happen that way or whether you are just talking like really pragmatically to people that go like just talk about the mechanics of how to achieve your goals I think achieving your goals is still manifesting it just doesn't have it's like kind of stripped of all the magic and the spiritualism so I think essentially we're just talking about making stuff happen in your life and it's a pretty cool topic because I think we are divine beings and we are playing in a quantum field that sometimes believing is not just seeing. Believing is not just seeing. There is more than meets the eye. And so when you tap into those magnetic forces that are absolutely in play, we just can't always see them or sense them or we forget they're there. We're born knowing they're there, but we, we forget. When you tune into that, magic happens. Yeah, let's, like, let's go back and talk about when those magic moments have been for us because we have manifested stuff, but feeling stuck in routine or just like bored of yourself, just so bored of yourself. <laughs> and how to shake stuff up and I think we're creatures of habit and we're creatures we're creatures that need like some feedback some some evidence that we're on the right path like Mm -hmm. we all know that good things take time but like could you just show give me a fucking guidepost to know that I'm on the right track or things are going to happen yeah I don't know like maybe it would be cool to instead of starting with what's not been manifesting tap back into when were things manifesting when was a time in your life when things flowed things happened whether it was like you manifested a free coffee or you thought of someone and they called you because I call that a synchronicity but I think that's manifesting too using your thoughts to connect with the field and call that in let's recall some of those experiences and unpack what were what were we doing in those moments that made them happen have you got any that come to mind I've really started playing with manifestation while I was in the US. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I didn't have a lot of structure to go by. So a lot was left to, do you want to call it chance or, uh, you know, playing with the quantum field. And I really got into Wayne Dyer and I was listening to Abraham Hicks and really got went down that path and exploring spirituality and different types of meditation practices, yoga, et cetera. And I think just the simple step of manifesting the move to the US was a really big sign that I was capable of playing with the universe. And I remember the moment I made the decision and took the first step. So it was like, hey, universe, I've made a decision And I'm going to take the first baby step towards it to show you that this is what I'm committing to. Things started flowing. And that whole idea of surrender and not forcing, I really got to see that play out right before my eyes. And I get really frustrated now because I know what's possible, but I don't feel I'm acting or aligning the same nature that I was at that time. Okay. So yeah, sorry to stop you there. Can you tell us what the step was when you declared to the universe, okay, I'm ready to make this move happen. What did you do? I called my agency and said, hi, Bella, I'm planning on going to the US. Can you line up meetings with agencies for me? So easy. (laughs) It was a big step and I had to crumble sadly prior to making that step. And I think that's where I'm 
very jarred at the moment. It's like I'm, I feel myself starting to come into the depths of despair and just, you know, that kind of rock bottom place. And I'm like, I don't need to go there in order to step <laughs> forth. What is it about my yeah. psyche that keeps on dragging me back to rock bottom prior <laughs> to like launching? I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knowing that was the first step that got the wheels in motion and knowing you don't have to go to those depths of like falling apart before you make a declaration like that or pick up the phone. How could you short circuit that? in the future like right now I don't know what's going on specifically but do you have things that come to mind like how you could short circuit that instead of crumbling can you catch it in the throes of as it's happening and go oh I got you I'm going to spin you into (laughs) new energy I think right now I have to actually lean into playing with the universe again I used to play games with the universe and I know This seems so rude, but witnessing what came to fruition by just simply playing. And I think that feedback loop of, as you said, you know, the markers that you're asking for, just simply having the experience of playing and then things coming to fruition is reconfirming to yourself that it is possible and that the universe is up to play as long as you're ready to step in. So for me personally, I think I've taken the playful nature out of this and I've gone to a very regimented kind of structured very rigid way of being I think for me personally right now I probably have to lean into playing with the universe and being tinkering with ideas around smaller things that I wish to manifest then in order to gain trust and a taste for what it's like in order to get those bigger manifestations through. And I know that manifestation is a huge kind of term that's being thrown around in the realm of business at the moment. And I feel like it's come to light, particularly over the last three years, and everyone's talking about it. But my biggest bugbear is with manifestations is you can align yourself all you want, but not taking the first step or not creating some form of momentum in the direction of what you're working towards, you won't see anything come to light. And I think that's the biggest discrepancy that I see in the manifestation process is people sitting in their bedrooms, hoping and wishing, but then not actually taking one step in any direction towards any of the manifestations that they wish to bring to fruition. Yeah, I think you've nailed it. There's like this in-between state where I think people have gone so far and thought, if I sit in my bedroom and repeat affirmations in the mirror, it'll happen for me. That's taking action. And it kind of is, I think it's like, you're trying to retrain your nervous system and your mind to believe that. But there's also the other side of the coin, which is you have to get your body to feel that. And the way the body feels that is by taking a step, is by picking up the phone, is by putting on your your gym shoes and, and going for a walk. I think that manifesting help, like when you do the process of manifesting, and I don't think it's something you sit down, you're like, I'm going to do the process of manifesting now. It's like you're holding a overall intention for your life and the direction you want to go in daily. You, you, you live and breathe it, but it's the clearing out of the blocks and first, firstly bringing awareness to what is stopping me from having that thing or being that person that I want to be, what's getting in the way. And when you can clear that, 
it makes the taking action really easy. And actually the taking action isn't a problem because you just effortlessly want to do that. Now it's a part of your new identity. I quite often find in those experiences when I have really delved into what the blocks are, that it's always me. (laughs) All roads lead to me. (laughs) Finger pointing outwards, return and point inwards towards self. Like I've always found that it's me. I am the common denominator in all of my manifestations. And, you know, I, I went through the Two Big Magnetic program by Lacey Phillips. And I think what she's done is incredible. Um, she's taken like the psychology realm, uh, the quantum field and manifestation, brought it into a practice, a structured practice. And it's all about getting really clear on your values, your key values, which is really important because they'll be your guiding light for any decisions that you make in future. And then the whole idea of unblocking. So unblocking any uh, limiting beliefs through the program that she does run. So she has a lot of meditations that you can sit through that really get you to deep dive, look at the inner child perspective consider reparenting yourself as well which I found a really interesting process giving yourself the opportunity in the subconscious to go back to a painful event and rewrite it and have an adult figure of some sort that you required in that moment to step in and rewrite the narrative of how that situation played out and yeah, she, she's really done well with that. And I, I found that quite enlightening in regards to having a structured process. But the one thing was the worthiness aspect and actually believing that you are worthy of your manifestation. That is one big, good old oh golden God. nugget <laughs> that I always found I struggled with was the worthiness aspect of like, my manifestation is so big and so frightening that I'd always talk myself out of even considering that I'm worthy of, of receiving what it is that I, I put out into the quantum field. Mm. So have you ever fi- found a tool that will address that? Like you've been able to break through and feel worthy? I think it's an ebb and flow thing. In all honesty, life is full of twists and turns and you sometimes feel like you're on top of things and you really feel like you're in flow and you feel like things are just easily coming to you and that's ideally the state that I wish to go through life in but I don't know I feel like it's a reality that we get thrown a curveball in order to see how we cope and you know she even refers to things the curveballs as tests that the universe is testing you to see if you can continuously show up in the the light that you had initially set that manifestation in when you felt worthy Mm. and then life throws you a curveball, which is considered a test. Are you able to then move past that test and not settle for less than what you actually believe you're worth? Yeah, and I think in those moments, it's a test when maybe consciously you don't believe it. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm getting tested again. This person is questioning my worth. They want to see my resume and I'm, <gasps> I'm feeling like an imposter and you catch the thought and then you have the awareness in that moment to, to spin it and go, and in spite of that, I am worthy. And so I think it's like a small win where you're like, no, 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 unworthiness, you don't win today. Uh-uh. <laughs> 
we're feeling worthy. And it's like that affirmation marrying up with the, call them incantations, where your body physically goes through the motion of feeling the affirmation. So you have like a physical moment to respond to and go, even though that happened, as it will, I still chose worthiness. And you're building evidence for yourself that you're worthy. And over time, you stack up enough events and evidence that you go, I'm a worthy person. You literally wake up one day and you're like, I'm so worthy. Like nothing anyone could say will shake that self-belief. I've experienced that. I've, uh, with other emotions, other beliefs that I used to have. And I think kind of like the marination of this whole conversation is like, yeah, it was moments when I took action and kept reaffirming to myself that I'm worthy. And I did all the work, all the subconscious belief reprogramming you sit there with someone and you're like go back to the moment and release the trauma and write a new story and you you test it out on a future event that might happen you're like yeah yeah no I feel good I feel good and then you get out in the real world and you're like ah this thing is happening how am I responding and I actually show up differently like it actually had imprinted a new way of being and then I just started being like that new person and you just start attracting more of that stuff that that person deserves to have it's like that simple. And that's not to say I've like, yeah, got a bow on it, but yeah, I felt that. That's incredible. And I think one of the biggest things that I found as well is the trap of always being in a state of healing. So mm. I personally went through a stage where I binged self-help <laughs> books. Uh, yeah. I was doing the two big magnetic pathway. I was you name it, like every day, every night, I was listening to some kind of podcast, which was incredible, very enlightening. But then I also found myself being stuck in this realm of I am healing processing, which is fine. It's also great to hold yourself in a container. But I found that container was lasting an extended period of time. Mm. And then I found the recalibration back into life really, really tricky And that's where the actual fruits of your labor are. It's actually witnessing all the healing that's gone on in the private space and that capsule that you've created for yourself, actually going out in the real world world and testing that out with people and witnessing your own triggers come up, witnessing your own, the voice inside of your head talking you down and you being able to quickly catch it and go, oi, not today, buddy. (laughs) That. That yeah. is the fruits of, of the experience of, of this lifetime. It's, totally. you know, having that moment of sitting down, really thinking things through, but then also taking what you've learned and putting it into action. Yes. I found myself really trying to control my environment so I wouldn't feel tested at any point in time. But then mm. that you fall into a, a level of comfort and, you know, magical things don't happen from your comfort zone. It's when you're tested. It's when you feel stretched. It's when you feel like someone's rubbing up against you the wrong way. And you're like, oh God, this feels really uncomfortable, but I'm choosing yeah. to respond in a different way. I know that I responded in this way previously, but right now, based on my learnings, I'm now choosing to respond in this way. And that should be celebrated. That, yeah. that in itself is, I feel, manifestation as well, is showing yeah. up differently in a situation that previously rubbed you up the 100%. wrong way. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like it's not always about getting 
<clears throat> the thing or getting the job or getting the relationship. It is. It's like little wins in the moment, in the real world, where you are testing that shit and not controlling it, but controlling your emotion toward it. Um, that's so wise because, yeah, otherwise you will be stuck in a repetitive loop or a, a comfortable capsule of healing. And girl, you're going to be healing for a long time because <laughs> there's always going to be something to heal from. I think that's life. But yeah, being in situations and putting yourself in positions where normally that would freak you out but noticing how you respond differently. And if you trip up and respond the old way, the way that you didn't want to respond, you showed up feeling unworthy or you got angry or you overreacted, I think there's a grace period as long as you catch that and you reflect back on it and you go, ah, oh, okay, that I tripped up there. But you've brought awareness to that moment and that's, that's the growth. That's the manifesting because you're becoming someone new just by catching the ways that you used to be and the ways that you now want to be. So I think that's a good catch. Amen. I've got an example of that last night. I was at a dinner with influencers, you know, and these, these people have quite a few followers and I'm quite quirky in nature and I always have been. And I find in those environments, quite often my quirky nature isn't very well received in my sense of humor. And I was sitting at the table and I caught myself out. Like I had, you know, put a joke out, a couple of jokes out. And I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't the crowd that really enjoys your <laughs> sense of humor or quirkiness, Daniela. And the voice started to come in and it was like, start to dim, start to dim. Don't <laughs> shut down, shut down. Yeah, shut down. <laughs> don't speak. <laughs> I was literally sitting at the table having this battle in my own head of like, don't do it. You know that by you shining your light, you give others permission to do the same. Don't you dare start dimming yourself just because, you know, other people don't maybe get your sense of humor or you might feel out of place. So it was this very kind of internal battle. And I was like, this is growth. This is exactly what I'm working towards. It's like these internal the two bickering demons it's like the devil and the angel inside this is what yeah. I've been working towards and the de you know the devil sometimes prevails <laughs> and you yeah. know I dim my light for a split second but then the angel comes up and it's like no we're not doing this today so <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's that's it isn't it it's just catching it in the moments and maybe even just having a laugh like oh I'm still growing <laughs> this is still uncomfortable we're still here but you moved through it. Like you could have run away and not dealt with it, but you did. Even yeah. if dealing with it, with it was like narrating that conversation. I think I even giggled to myself at one point by myself at the table. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you ever done that? Like having a full blown conversation in your own head and then you catch yourself out and you're like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they were definitely like, this chick is weird. <laughs> so what would you say then for people listening and we've sort of we've I hope we have we've gone a bit in circles with manifesting but I think we've brought to life some of the different parts of it coming back to now this reality coming out of lockdown you said you're feeling like it's like the gears aren't in motion you're not manifesting as quickly it's not coming as easily if you were someone else telling you how to manifest how to get the gears working again what would you tell them Number one is I think I need to personally reevaluate my key values and ensure that 
the key values that I am working by still align. So number one, uh, for me personally, I'm actually happy to share that. It's freedom of time and space, security. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that is like a roof over my head. I know where my paycheck is coming from. For my work to be making a difference within this world, and I feel like that is probably a key element that's that's not working for me at the moment. And I had a fourth one, which I cannot for the life of me remember, but I had four key values. And so I just think I need to reassess whether that's kind of still where I'm at and then get very clear on what it is that I'm working towards. Because right now I've got a bit of a scattergun approach towards what it is that I'm working towards and I'm not very clear. So I do need to sit with myself, whether through meditation or other ways, breath work. I find breath work is immensely transformational for me. And I'm talking like the Wim Hof style, very, Mm. I call it very abrupt uh, breath Mm. work, but I find that my mind can just go places that it's not able to through just meditation. So there's that getting very clear, writing it down. I haven't been writing it down. So I used to always have vision boards. I haven't made a vision board in about two years. So that's probably something I want to work on is once I get clear about the vision that I have is get a manifestation board going. Also writing it down. And then that element of play, bringing that back in and Mm. playing with the universe, you know, simple thing like manifesting a free cup of coffee or I I remember this time that I manifested Reiki. I had said to my housemate and I was specifically playing with the universe. I said this to Amy. I go, oh, I really am keen to explore Reiki for the first time in my life, but I don't actually want to book it in. I want it to come to me. And I expressed that through um, verbal means. And the week following, I booked in a breathwork class. I rock up, Kevin opens the door, and it just so happens that I'm the only person in the breathwork class. Mind you, I didn't know what breathwork was back then. So it was my first Wim Hof style breathwork experience. And it was just me and him. So I had a guided session. And during the session, he was like, I would really, I feel called to do Reiki on you. And I was like, universe. <laughs> <laughs> I see Love you. That. I see what you're doing here. Love so that. speak it into existence. And I think one thing I'm really lacking here in Melbourne, while I have you and I adore you, you know, the distance does make it difficult. And we catch up over the phone quite a bit and we keep each other in, not in line, but, you know, we're, in, we're check. Touch, <laughs> in check. Yeah. We're a touch point in each other's life. I feel that's something that I'm really lacking in this environment in Melbourne is having like-minded souls um, and surrounded by them. So mm. that's something that I really want to explore, finding friends that I feel align with where I'm at right now in my life because they keep the magic alive and they hold the space and the vision for me even though I'm not able to sometimes see it myself. And that's kind of what I would suggest mm. You hear that universe? That's Danny making a declaration. Yes. <laughs> Playing with the Hello. Falling in. Testing, testing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Hey, just on that, like attracting like-minded people, I heard something yesterday and it resonated about that because often you hear people say, you don't want a crowd of like-minded people that all think the same. 
it just becomes an echo chamber and there's no diversity of thought. Yeah. She clarified it. She, I don't even know who I was listening to, but she said it's like-minded people that have similar values, but think differently, are different, live in different places in the world, come from different experiences. So the binding factor is values. So like for you, finding people that value freedom and that Maslow hierarchy of needs is security and making a difference. And maybe there's other aspects to that because I think we have a different system of values when it comes to our friendships, when it comes to our relationships and careers, that can be nuanced. But I liked that, like find people with common values and they could look, sound, be completely different to you. But it's the values that I think gives us that feeling of being seen and being heard and like, and being held like it's a it's a safe space to really expand and that's another thing that I will touch on just very briefly is feeling held in the past a lot of my friendships I've been the one to hold Mm. and I wish to move into a space where you can fall apart I, I not necessarily fall apart but I often feel like my energy ticket is being expended with that that kind of I don't leave feeling energized from social interaction so I I that's one really important thing for me is that the energy balance in interactions that I feel I am I hate saying this getting something out of it but I feel like there's an even energy balance in the actual interactions that I'm having and I just haven't felt that it's a an energy exchange it either feeds you or it doesn't Mm. um do you know who it was that said it it was Erin Faulkner who's just written a book called how to break up with friends ah there you go um she was talking about actually the very thing you just mentioned of she was the girl that showed up in her friendship group being the one that would give counsel on hey this is how you need to attack your next job interview and she was holding everybody else up and she was, she was feeling depleted too. Like she wasn't getting her cup filled up. And her realization was, I want to be able to show up and be more vulnerable. Mm. So that's, that was something she could control was not necessarily like wiping out a friendship group and starting again, but coming to them and saying, I'm struggling with this, or I need help with this and practicing that. And so, yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. How about yourself when it comes to manifestations and where you're at in your life? What approach do you feel you want to take? Um, I know I'm good at manifesting. Like I know I have this trust now with the universe that it has my back. I've done, I've like played with it. And when you were saying you play with the universe, I'm like, Ooh, I wonder if she means she tests it. Like, Hey, are you out there? I want a free coffee. Hey, prove yourself. Like that's me playing with the field. I'm testing it. I want to like validate that it's still there and has my back. And I've done that so much on shit that I don't care about that I'm like, okay, I know you're there and I know you're available for the little shit and the big shit. The biggest block to circle back is me. And it's like, okay, I know my values. I, I know how to get rid of blocks, but I don't fucking know what I want. <laughs> I just like... For anyone into human design, I'm a manifesting generator. I know we've talked about this in the podcast, but like I'm into things. I'm into a lot of things. And I find 
I'm like a Labrador puppy that's like, <laughs> I want to go after all the things and I, and I spin myself out. And so if I could just get clear on what's the one thing I'm going to focus on for the next quarter or the next six months. And I like really got clear on that. I know the universe would match that frequency and be like, here, here it all is. But because I'm showing up fractured with all these different doors open, it's like, whoa, what do you want? Like, he's a mixed bag of stuff. And so some stuff is manifesting, coming through the door and other stuff. I'm like, there's a big fucking block. And that block is me. <laughs> so I know that to manifest for me, I have to hold a really clear vision of what it is I want. Then I have to remove the blocks. And I, I do that through the similar process Lacey Phillips took you through with the reprogram, reprogramming your subconscious. I do timeline therapy, which like rips out the root cause of the problem and you reprogram that, create a new story. Like all that stuff is really powerful and works. And then after you've done that, a bit of Joe Dispenza who talks about embodying the feeling so it's kind of like back to that you can't just say I want I want this thing it's like feel that like what would that person feel like on a day-to-day basis how would they respond in that moment and I, I really try and embody that and that's the three steps so getting clear on what I want clearing the blocks and embodying the feeling and I just find that stuff happens and I found that happen with friendships here like that's been a big shift since embodying the feeling of being someone who attracts people, makes friendships, can like meet people, that's shifted for me. So people just pop up out of the out of the ether. <laughs> out of the <laughs> woodwork. Yeah. How are you going to get clear? Good question, Dan. I don't think from sitting down. I've been sitting down for years and I have been living with myself now for 36, almost 37 years. And I know that action precedes clarity for me. So I need to just start doing something toward a direction I kind of want to go to get some feedback to see if that's a path. Mm -hmm. Because I can't sit and think through all the possibilities. I can, but I, I get trapped in my head and I disconnect from the feeling of what it is I really want. But it's only through doing things, making phone calls, exploring opportunities that I can like start to acknowledge a feeling and either go, did that light me up or did that dim me down? And that gives me the clues for like, oh, that's not the thing. Okay, let's go this way. And so it's like collecting clues, data. And I think that's how I'm going to move out of this feels a bit like inertia and a bit bored of myself. I'm right there with you, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm curious if other listeners feel this or like some people just fucking know what they want to do. And that is incredible. Because they don't question their dharma. Like just like every (laughs) other living species, like a bee doesn't birth into the world wondering, oh, should I be a deer or a dog? It Like it knows its role in this universe, whereas we're the only living, breathing thing that comes out and it's like, oh, yes, today I feel like I want to be a dentist. Oh, no, actually, maybe no. Oh, that person said it's not a good job, so I should consider doing this. And like literally we are the only species that, that question our dharma. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> You're not a fucking bee, okay? <laughs> I feel that this was a really great episode to give 
listeners' hope surrounding manifestation. And I feel that we very much touched on the point that it comes down to the action piece because there are so many programs out there telling you how to go about manifesting, et cetera, but it's the, the doing piece, the action, taking one step in the right direction that will start making things flow through and kind of give you those markers throughout. And I feel that we should really consider looping back to this conversation when we do feel like we're a bit further down the track and provide a little insight into things that really assisted us along the way. Yeah, feedback loops and yeah, sharing the journey because it's all good good and well to have theory, but now we're all about the application and the results. And cutting the bloody fluff. Snip, 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 snip. (laughs) Or as Rumi says, snipper man, snipper man, (laughs) snipper man. Well, we're snipping a man and heading out of here for another episode. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. And as always, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure you share it with a friend that you think might find it useful.